Hey girl, welcome to the What A Mouthful podcast. I'm your host, Dee. I'm a qualified nutritionist, personal trainer, mindset speaker, and my favorite of all, I'm a mum. Living your best life doesn't have to be a grind, and I'm going to show you how to achieve a healthy mind and body. And if this episode speaks to you, give a sister a five-star review. Let's get cracking. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of What a Mouthful. I have a beautiful old friend with me that I know many of you will know. Uh, This is the beautiful Rochelle Fox. Hi, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, honestly, I'm so glad that you came on because you are a meditation teacher. You're the founder of Mindspo, which is a meditation school, and you hold retreats, which I'm always watching your Instagram just like basically drooling over because I'm like, this just looks so epic, all these beautiful places you get to be in and go to and and, and put your beautiful energy into. Um, and you also have recently launched the Manifesty app. So this is a manifestation yes. app. And I must say, mm-hmm. I love your meditations that are on the app. They are so beautiful. And I, I really feel like, you know, I always, I do a lot of meditation as you would too, but I really come away from those feeling so relaxed. Like, I don't know what magical oh. voodoo you do. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I think it's a lot of intention. I'm probably the one thing I will say is I am my own worst critic when it comes to meditations. And I, I will not release something unless the energy is on point to the point where sometimes I'm like, Rochelle, let it go. But no, my energy when I do meditations is really important. So I'm so happy that's noticed. No, absolutely. It really is. And it is with like every, every word that's said, you know, I almost, it like reminds me of like actors, you know, when you'll like watch people or, or even sorry, singers that are also actors and you listen to them sing the lyrics of the song and you're like, it's a beautiful song, but I don't believe the character. Like I feel like with yours, and like both you and Chris, just, you're so similar in that, um, you know, you really, you, you really want every single word to really mean something. And it really shows, I'm not just yeah. saying that, like I, that's, that's really so true. So it's really beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. It's so funny when I, whenever you do something like that, I feel like probably for yourself with nutrition and food, when you have such a high impact on something in your life and it's changed your life in such a profound way, when you get the opportunity to be able to teach that or pass that on to other people, you really take that as like such a privilege and also such an important thing to do. So the way that you show up for that is so different to anything else in your life. For me, I have this huge kind of, uh, you know, story and like journey with meditation where it literally saved my life and changed my life. Mm. And I sometimes put the all right, Rochelle, this is the thing that can change someone's life today. So this has to really be impactful. And I feel like anyone that is you know, in love with their craft, that really shows. Even with you with this podcast, I've been listening to the episodes and there's just such amazing energy and you're so insightful. And it's, it's so cool to to be able to you know, pass on the things that really impacted us and to you know, let other people you know, be part of the magic. I 100% agree with you. And I think especially for me, you know, I think it's been, I I guess my entrance into it was, uh, you know, the nutrition part of it and exercise part of it. And then I think as as I've gotten older and and as I've circled back to even when I did psychology, which was like the first thing I did before the nutrition, before the training, I just, you know, it's so important. You can't say that you're healthy, in my opinion, and not have a healthy mind. And I really feel like Mm. you're somebody who really embodies that because, and obviously everybody has their own stories and their own experiences. And I remember sort of watching you kind of grow on socials and sort of seeing you go through this really tough, you know, depression and, you know, battle with mental health. And I love, I feel like you're, you're for me, one of those first people that were very, very open with their journey. And I feel like it's really hard to be a trailblazer in that respect because you're so vulnerable and you're, you're just like, literally, this is me. And people might go, oh, why? I'm so used to Rochelle. Like, just, you know, give me positive, happy, just give me like beautiful, gorgeous model vibes. Like, I don't want to hear your you know your sad day or how you know and I think that you know for me you've been such a yeah like a trailblazer really in just sort of being very open and sharing your story and obviously you're so passionate now I mean you've got a whole school you've created you do these retreats with (laughs) with people one-on-one again which shows you know just really how much you care and again like you said before it's like when you care so much sometimes you become like a little bit of a perfectionist 
but only purely <laughs> because you know the, mm. the impact that it can have on people. And it's kind of interesting because I wasn't really going to go in this direction, um, but it, it's kind of funny because lately I've found myself questioning like, is it, is it a bad thing to care what people think? And it's not in the traditional way, you know, like I don't think you should make decisions based on critique from other people if you don't believe that critique yourself. But like even like you were just saying just now, like if you really want to make a huge impact on someone because you know that something that touched you and had the potential has the potential to change them because it changed you, that's essentially caring what people think. Mm. I definitely feel like I take a lot of feedback and and constructive criticism when it comes to service, because a lot of what I do is service and I come from such a heart centered place and wanting to serve. And the only way I can serve and become a better teacher is to take that feedback, to take that criticism, to, to grow, to evolve, to understand like, how this is this landing with you the same way that it landed with me. Mm. And a lot of that is you know, I will always be open to, you know, someone giving me feedback on a meditation or how things felt or if they needed longer with something or if did they did that message really hit because at the end of the day, you know, I do this work and I love doing it. You know, it's, it comes from a place of loving what I do, but I do it for other people. And I always say to people, I, you know, I, I do this work for others. It's not just a selfish thing of like, oh, you're doing this. No, it's like it comes from such a deep, it's like heart-centered place of wanting to to show up and help other people and help them move through whatever they're going through. Yeah. And speaking of, of, you know, what they're going through, what is your advice to people who are really going through a slump? Let's say they've got a lot of things falling apart in their life and they're just feeling like uninspired. They're just in this kind of run of the mill, don't like their life mindset and they're not feeling any kind of joy or happiness. What would be the advice that you would give them? First thing I would say is, there's a question that I've been asking everyone lately, which is literally what turns you on? Like what turns you on, what gets you excited? <laughs> what What is like the one thing in life that you're like, oh yeah, that's a turn on. And I'm not talking about a sexual turn on, obviously those are great you. as well. We can go there yeah, too. Yeah, sure. But I'm also Whatever floats your like boat. An, an energetic turn on, like what makes you, you know, feel alive, feel in the moment, feel in flow. Because a lot of the time I feel like when we're in a slump, it's we're disconnecting from those things that bring us flow. And a lot of that sometimes I think is literally just slowing down i am on this journey at the moment of slow living which i've been really embracing and trying to share more of and it really actually comes from my own journey right now which is i feel like for the last maybe two years ever since you know what hit i have been in a little bit of an energetic fight or flight mm. um just from a bit of an energetic hangover from what's been going on and i've sometimes been living in a little bit of a I don't want to say lack mindset, but just it, always on, always on, always on. And now I'm really slowing myself down. And I've only been able to find a lot of immense joy and excitement and these highs that I haven't had in a long time because I've slowed down, because I've really taken things down and not, I've removed things from my schedule. I've said no to things. Like if it's not a fuck yeah, it's a no in yeah. my book these days. And yeah. I love living like that. And are there certain things that you have removed specifically, like from your daily life? Because I feel like a lot of the time with, um, you know, talking about changing your life and, you know, taking mm -hmm. ownership, and it's all, it's all big picture stuff. And I think a lot of people just need someone to say, if my day, my average daily life looks like I wake up, I might go to the gym, I make my brekkie on the way to work and then I'd have, you know, I'd have a nine to five and then I come home and I walk my dog and I make myself dinner at the end of the day. Like if that is their typical day, what kind of like daily life things do you think that they should one, chuck out uh, and two, put in? One thing I would definitely say when it comes to movement, which is huge, is are you working out for feeling or are you working out for looks and aesthetic? Because I feel like a lot of people have, you know, they're, oh, but I am going to the gym. And then I'll say to people, well, I, are you doing what you actually like at the gym or are you doing what you think you should do at the gym? Mm -hmm. So are you 
lifting weights and loving lifting weights or you lifting weights and actually hating lifting weights and dreading it. So why don't you swap that with something that is going to give you more nourishment, more excitement, stop the weights class maybe and do the dance class. Or maybe you're doing Pilates because you've been doing that your whole life and it's just not lighting you up. So go lift heavy, go feel strong. I feel like looking at the essentials of what you're doing and asking yourself, are you just doing this because someone else told you to do this and Mm -hmm. that this is what you're meant to do? Or does it actually feel good to you? Um, I have, you know, I talk about journaling a lot, right? And a lot of people like, oh, I just don't really, <laughs> you know, love, you know, journaling or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. If you don't love journaling, just go talk to yourself. And people are like, what do you mean talk to myself? I'm like, literally put on a video and have a conversation with yourself and record yourself speaking to yourself. Like, look at the, the daily habits that you're already doing and start like changing them to actually do things that are like a vibratory match to you rather than the things that society says you should do. Yeah, That's a huge thing. And I think as well, one thing that, you know, I always just say when people are struggling and they're kind of feeling like, oh, I need to, you know, change something up. Look at your friends, look at your community, look in the people that are in your life because you are really a, you know, some of the people that you spend the most time with and ask yourself, is this person filling up my cup or are they taking away? Are they draining me? Are they refueling me? Are they an energy gainer or are they an energy drainer? Mm. And that can be a bit of a savage thing to do, but I always say, you know, get out a piece of paper and be really honest with yourself. Like, who does this person, like, where do they lie on this scale? And then get really like, honest and look at it and then make a decision from there like is this person actually who you want to hang out with on friday after work are they Mm going to fill you up and make you feel excited about the weekend or are they just going to make you drop and have to recover on saturday and then maybe go home with a hangover so i think sometimes when we're having that kind of slump within ourselves we have to start looking at our community and where we're actually picking up energy from because energy is contagious at the end of the day in such a good way and also sometimes not a good way yeah so true we can really especially when you get together with someone you can really like you can both feel on a high when you leave and you think god I love that person they're so great they you know they're so full of energy I love what they're about and I think that's kind of what I'd like to to know a little bit more from you about is you know I think for a lot of people they want to they want to understand the way that you speak because the way that you speak is this beautiful like flowing you know different language that a lot of people don't speak and it's it's a it's such Mm -hmm. a beautiful like world and I think a lot of people struggle to go okay but what actually what is a vibrational match how do I know if something is a vibrational match or if someone Mm -hmm. is a vibrational match what would you say to that kind of a person who would ask that question great Great question. Stop listening to your head and start listening to your heart. So there is a massive difference between head thinking and heart thinking and intuition and you know what your head says. So for me, it's ironic that I have a company called Mindspo and the beginning <laughs> of my journey was very head, fo- head focused. Um, I've been on a massive journey of learning how to live from the heart and learning how to work with the heart. And our heart is such an intelligent part of our body. It has its own memory. It, it has its own like energy field and everything. Mm. It's the first thing that actually forms when we're born, apparently. Yeah. It's actually the, the first thing that that comes into fruition. And I feel like when you can start to disconnect from the overthinking and that chatter in the skull and actually that intuitive feeling in your chest, that is when you're going to start making you know, better decisions. So just honestly, the first thing I would say to someone that isn't even sure like what that feels like or what that is, is just start asking your heart questions. And mm. I know maybe to some, they're like, all right, we will here we go this girl. <laughs> hey stay we love me. it we love it no. stay, with, stay, stay with me but your, your heart is such an intelligence it really knows what to do and it's honestly just starting to recognize that it's there and I, I think this is such a funny thing I I have a practice of recognizing different parts of my body I've been doing a lot of work with my thighs now this sounds wild but <laughs> I had this realization re- recently I'm just imagining you gyrating and- or something <laughs> recently where I I did this meditation and I've been writing a lot of new meditations for my self-love retreats because they're starting up again in Bali which I'm so freaking excited about because it's just like my favorite part of what I get to do I want to come to one of these so badly oh you have to they're amazing I think they're just a a rite of passage for women um and I'm just I'm so honored that I get to teach them it's it's an absolute privilege but I was doing a lot of work on my own self-love and writing my own journey and I had this moment where I was like 
I used to send so much negative energy and hate to my thighs. Like this is the one part of my body that I'm like, I have like years of like forgiveness and love to give to this one area of my body. Because even on a day-to-day basis, I'll still catch myself giving my thighs like criticism. <laughs> right and I I've started doing this work with my heart and I'm just like okay so like we need to just be more mindful more compassionate to my whole entire body and it's only ever with my head that yeah. I give this criticism of like oh why why do you have this dimple in this sun I don't like it you know stupid shit that is just like conditioning of like years of diet culture and all of mm. the stuff that we grew up in the 90s with those magazine covers where it's like, oh, this many pounds. Like you, We all know it. If we're a 90s kid, we can go back to yeah. just like the horrible <laughs> comparison photos on, you, you know, just like the trauma of like the news agency growing up, which was yeah. just not a vibe. But I think I've just been doing this thing lately where I'm like, that is all from my head. That is not from my heart. Like my heart-centered self loves my thighs, loves mm. my legs. So grateful that I have legs, that I can operate, that I am able to lift, that I can walk around. And so much of our pain and our anxiety comes from our mind. Mm. And we need to learn how to tune out of the mind. And also one of the things I always say as a meditation teacher is just stop believing everything that you think. Like your, your <laughs> mind lies to you all the time. And I know that sounds triggering to some, but it's like your mind tells you and feeds you so much bullshit. And you have to have discernment with your head because in one minute, your head will tell you that you're a lazy piece of shit and that you're not good enough and, you know, dump all of this negative self-talk over here. And then in another breath, it'll be like, oh, I think we're doing okay. It's not <laughs> so always true. speaking truth. <laughs> it's not always speaking truth. It's not all consistent. So we have to learn, and this is a phrase that I've been using for years and it will be the title of my book one day. You have to learn how to stop being your brain's bitch and become your brain's bestie and realize that your brain is like, if it had a star sign, it would be a Gemini. And this is no hate to any Geminis. My partner of 11 years is a Gemini. My best friend's a Gemini. I love Geminis, but it, it has a split personality. Hmm. And some days it's one way and some days it's the other. Where's your heart? Oh, babe, your, your heart is just, it's, it's just peace and it's just happiness and it's just compassion. And it's what you actually are, which is pure love. You came into this world as a pure, pure love and pure expression of joy. And I, I'm not a mother, but I know you are. And I know that you can testament to when your child came into earth. What was that? Was it just pure love? That it was, it was my, I, the way I describe it, it was my heart walking around outside of my body. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that is in you at all times. That is your inner child. That is your heart. That is your compassion. And that's where I am constantly reminding myself to live from. And that's the biggest tip I can give to people, getting back to that. And if you're a mother, it's I, I love for moms because like, yeah, I get that. I, I've experienced oh, yeah. that with my child. I'm like, I, I haven't had that yet, but I can I can feel into that. And I, I often think about my heart as um, do a lot of inner, inner child work. And I see my mm -hmm. heart as just little, little Rosh, you know, <laughs> little innocent blonde bowl head running around happy-go-lucky rush like that that's me living from my heart and everyone can do that that's so beautiful because I think you know lately I've been sort of struggling with you know recent episodes that I've done um like the boobs and botox episode um and talking just a lot about um you know just health in general there's always this like fine line between looking at yourself as you are now and looking at mm -hmm. you through the eyes of like a mother so and and in many ways you know whether it's your creator so it's it's your god it's your allah it's the universe it's you know a universal intelligence or source how would that creator or your mother who created you how would they look at you based on what you're saying now so like you know even like how you're saying before you know how much hate you've given to your thighs which i love the fact that you've even picked that up i feel like that is like such a great perspective like how cool for your brain to connect those dots and be like wait a second I have always just given hate to my thighs and I've just never even realized yeah. it and journaling I'm sure like like really um you know helps you to to dig that up and to really find that and it's only mm -hmm. when you can really sit and understand your own body and your own mind and all the little corners of your mind that you can really sort of piece that together um but yeah that's just something that I've found I, I've been talking about a lot and attracting a lot of of um interest with around that conversation it's like how would your mother see you like or, or how would your you know 
or, or even like, how would you look at little you? And what would you say to little you? You would say, yeah. hey, little Rosh, when you grow up, your thighs are beautiful. You are beautiful. Every part of you is beautiful. And I would hate to think for one second that you would hate those beautiful thighs that help you walk around to, you know, to the places that you need to go in your life. Um, so that's that's yeah. so, so beautiful and such a beautiful thought. And, you know, it's it's yeah, it's. You know, I could go on for hours about like how much I love being a mom and how beautiful that love is. It's like this beautiful, unconditional love. And I think it's teaching me as well how to love myself again. Um, You know, had I ever lost or severed that that sort of love for myself is because I can sort of see the way I love Billy. It's like, imagine if I could love myself the way I love Billy. Like that would be next level, unconditional and just so rock solid. Um, anyway, I'm off on a tangent, but you know, like I said, I could no, talk about I love it. it. It's so beautiful. But it's like it's just remembering that, like, love is just, I think, full acceptance and no judgment. You know, mm-hmm. and if people are struggling to go, I love my body, and I love, you know, I think some people struggle with that, and uh, like, essentially, it's great to get to that point if you can. But at the end of the day, you just need to accept. Just go. This is me. And go, and I am perfect just the way I am. And everything is perfect just the way it is. And everything is working out, you know, for a reason. And you mentioned before as well about kind of, you know, that that um, mind thinking or that brain thinking and that heart thinking. And I just, the yeah. image that came to my mind, I'm such an analogy person, it's ridiculous, um, was, uh, was this uh, analogy of a seesaw or image of a seesaw. It's like when one's high, the other one's low. So, you know, when you can, I think just, you know, predominantly in society, we're all thinkers. We, we think a lot and it's great and it has its, yeah. it, it, it has its positives, you know, where we're coming out with all these creative new ideas and, uh, and changes that we make to the world and they're so quick because we can think so well and there's all these new businesses starting and there's all this beautiful technology that we're able to utilise. But at the same time, we spend so much time there. Well, then the heart, the heart thinking goes down. And so you have to you have to turn off the brain thinking to have that heart yeah. thinking go back up. And sometimes you need to, you know, you, you just need to lift that up, and so that you just get that beautiful balance. And yeah, yeah it just for me, it's really the feeling that the heart is the feeling, the brain is the thinking. So whenever I find myself in my head, I'll send it to my heart and just ask myself, well, how does this feel, Rochelle? How does this new idea feel? What do you feel like when you think about this? Like, where does it land in your body? Are you, do you feel like you're expanding or do you feel like you're contracting? And that's just all, you know, guiding yourself with your intuition, but mm. heart-centered living is for me, where it's at. <laughs> I'm such a hippie and I love it. (laughs) I just, it is. Um, And and I I feel like you almost just there, you sort of sort of touched on two kind of main points because obviously you're a meditation teacher and sort of what we were talking about Mm -hmm. before with, you know, that brain thinking or that, that, um, yeah, brain thinking and heart thinking, that's largely meditation, right? Where you're you're turning off Mm -hmm. your brain and you're just trying to feel again. You're trying to feel your actual body and let your heart start to talk and sort of take over. And it doesn't talk in words so it's not going to feel like you're talking to yourself because then that's back into brain thinking right it just it's Mm -hmm. more feeling isn't it yeah 100 percent, all feeling so it's really just intuitive feeling feeling where things land in your body feeling how things are in your body your body has an intelligence you know it holds so much intelligence within it the heart has an intelligence and i feel like a lot of the time we're up here when we can just really come into ourselves and a lot of the time look I'm a big um, advocate for digital wellness. That is something that I talk a lot about and done a lot of personal experiments on there. Mm. It's been a body of work just for me personally to explore. And I found that social media can have us a lot in our heads. And then we have, you know, these ideas or these thoughts or these reactions from a very like analytical head-based place where really, you know, our heart and just that like feeling is where things are at and a lot of the time I like to just go off social media and be like all right like get out of my head get out of the space of a million people's thoughts because everyone has a different perspective on how things think and how things feel for them but you have to ask how things are actually feeling and thinking for you that's yeah really true it's like you're going to get drowned out by the crowd if the crowd is Mm -hmm. you know the scroll hole then you're going to get stuck in there and you can't hear yourself (laughs) yes yes and you don't want to be there because then you're just going to do what everybody else does you're going to wind up going wait a second I don't even like my life because I'm not living it for me (laughs) 
Yeah. That's like, honestly, one of my huge motivators, um, part of my digital wellness journey that while I was even building our app Manifesty, I, um, I even did a whole, I did a whole entire year where I stopped posting photos of myself on Instagram, um, just to really experiment with what that felt like to take my physical presence away from the app. Someone that had, you know, been posting my physical presence on the mm. app for like almost 10 years mm. and just to put out thoughts and words. And was something that was just really interesting was that I spent less time on the app from doing that particular experiment. And because I spent less time in the app, I actually started making way more aligned choices. And the reason for that is when we are so focused on the external world, we're not really addressing the internal world. And the external world will tell you one thing and your internal world will tell you another. And a lot of the time we start making these choices for our life, which is you know our own to write and create. And I always say you get to create your own reality. We will start making these choices about our life from all of these things that we've seen online or all of these things that these other people are doing, thinking, oh, that's going to make me happy or that's how I should do it. And what's so important is to tune into yourself and actually ask yourself, like, you know, what is exciting for me? What makes me feel good? And when we were designing Manifesty, for example, which is a manifestation app, our whole thing was like helping you literally create your own vision like get really clear on like, what is it that you want? And we used all of these elements of social media. So uh, an, a never ending scroll, <laughs> um, you know, going on and watching a movie like people do on TikTok and actually doing it so you can input your own ideas, input mm. the things that actually turn you on and you can watch those. And I think that's really interesting is when we're talking about social media is you, you have to be so mindful that you are living your life in your own alignment, not in the group think what everyone else thinks kind of well mm. that's a huge tangent but something i'm very passionate about like teaching people I'm like does it make you feel good or does it look good on instagram yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's so true it's so true and i love with manifesty the way i would explain it to people because you know i work a lot with um with young people in i do weekend programs and it's kind of mm. like a like a leadership well actually it, we used to call it a leadership program i like to call it a mindset camp and it's all about changing their mindset and basically showing them like yeah what awesome people they are and i i cannot wait to just like be like guys you need to get on manifesty because essentially what manifesty what you can do on Manifesty at like the app is, you know, when you see those like TikToks or those reels and you see other people living these, this gorgeous life, this 30 second snippet of like ha their highlight reel, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's, it can be really ex inspiring, but it might not be a hundred percent what resonates with you. And like you said, what turns you on. Mm -hmm. So I really encourage people to try Manifesty because it allows you to take what feels good like you're saying Michelle yep. and just take a little bit from here a little bit from there a little bit from here and then put that into your own video and you are literally creating the movie of your life your future yep. in the now it's so amazing I love it yeah it was I've used manifestation movies for years and we used to edit them together on premiere pro and on um iMovie so for us it was just such a natural transition of taking this manifestation practice where yeah i have so many stories of this i manifested my engagement exactly like how i wanted it in the mountains oh, really? like wild stuff motorbikes like we have the wildest stories on how we manifest stuff for manifestation movies but a lot of the time i feel like you know it comes from the idea of a vision board, right? So we have these vision boards that we make once a year, generally in January, we put them all together, we cut them all out, and then we sort of just like leave them somewhere in our room. Whereas with Manifesty, it's on your phone mm. and you get to watch it every single day. And I just think that it is so important that your phone is with you all the time. It is one of the five people that you spend the most time with. I, I really do believe my phone is a person. I like to see it as a person because it is a connected to so many people. True. So you have to be so careful and mindful of what are you looking at? What are you spending your time on? And I would find myself constantly going on and getting in the scroll hole, as you said, and just filling my head up with all these people's ideas and their lives. And it would be inspiring, but it, sometimes it would be overwhelming and it would make me question my own life. And having something like a manifestation movie, I really call it as an anchor. It's so important to have anchors as to like what is important to you and coming back to your values. Because when we get so caught up in what everyone else is doing, we don't actually know what we want what's important to us, then it can be really easy to feel miserable, even mm. though you may not be miserable because you're just allowing yourself to think that you need something other than what you have, right? Mm. And I think that it's just really important just to get really clear on your own goals and visions and just how you want to feel. Mm. Like for me, 
manifestation, my greatest achievement in my life is manifesting my own happiness. Like that's, uh, and because, and from that happiness and from that joy and from that peace that I've been able to experience, I've been able to create everything else. And I feel like so often we think that manifestation is about, you know, getting something outside of ourselves. Yes, in some ways, but really it's about coming home to yourself and feeling that joy and happiness because the only reason you want the car or the house or the family or the boy or the engagement ring or whatever it is, you want that because you think it's going to lead you to happiness. Mm. And the thing is that the happiness, the joy, that's actually inside of you. It's not outside of yourself. So if you can focus on finding that and going within and, and learning how to cultivate that and knowing that that's something that you can actually manifest as well, then everything else will actually attract to you way faster. Yeah. I would also add to that, that I see it as a little bit of a, um, an unlocking of your own power because everybody has yes. this superpower, right? They do, you know, so true. yeah. It's like, I, I don't care how terrible your circumstances. I mean, we've all heard a story of somebody who's come from like, you know, circumstances that everyone was like, you know, the world is against this person and they have, you know, risen up and triumphed and created an amazing life for themselves. So everybody has the ability to do it, you know, this mm -hmm. power. But like you said, it's about cultivating that power. Now, uh, Phoebe from Perth in uh, Western Australia, um, she's our um, question from the community for your episode, Michelle. And she Woo! actually wants to know because we're right on topic with this. Um, she wants to know, so how do you practice manifestation on a day-to-day -day basis? And like, does it include manifesty and and uh, what else? Like day to day, I'm talking like, give me like for five minutes, I do this for three minutes. I do that. Great. So first thing is I always watch my manifestation movie. That's just like an absolute staple. So I watch my manifestation movie. I get clear on my own vision. I allow myself to do that in a way that is exciting to me. So I have various manifestation movies that I'll watch on different days. Um, and a lot of them are also just like movies about me celebrating things that I've already manifested and feeling grateful. Um, the next thing I do is I have a daily practice every single day with my partner, which is a practice that we created, which is what are you grateful for times three. And what we do every single day is we turn to each other and say, what are you grateful for? And then we'll do one for one and we'll say what we're grateful for and why. And it's an out loud spoken process. Now we do this at the moment, like five to six times a day. And I'm not bullshitting you on that. It is just something that we have done consistently and we've just upped the ante on it. And gratitude for me when it comes to manifestation and just when it comes to like mental health is so important. And I feel like a lot of people talk about gratitude, but like this is something that I have done consistently for so long and it helps me so much, especially speaking it out loud. So I'm a talker, if you couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> and I love journaling and writing, but for me, speaking things into existence and saying them out loud is so powerful. Also with that gratitude practice, one of the rounds of gratitude that we'll do every single day is what are we grateful for? And they're things that haven't manifested yet. And we'll say what we're grateful for and why. So we'll talk them into existence. So we'll really... You know, say, oh, I'm so grateful for the brand new apartment that we found in Bali and just how spacious and beautiful and aligned it is in the perfect area. And it makes me feel so much joy and I'm so happy there. So we will literally talk it into existence as though it's already happened and feel like it's already happened. Mm -hmm. So that's another one. Another practice that I do every single day is in the shower. I literally just sit there and I like allow the water to just rush over me and I do a bit of a mini shower meditation, but I do that with like letting go of any like limiting beliefs. So I find myself catching, I've been doing manifestation and meditation practices for quite a while. And what I do is I kind of catch myself throughout the day, you know, telling myself, oh, I can't do this or that this limiting belief will come up. So I really love to use physical practices and like the actual physical things to do mental work. Yep. So I think a shower is just such a great way to be like, okay, I'm releasing that limiting belief. I'm letting go of that block. I'm um, releasing that limiting story around money, you know, whatever it is, allowing that water to come over you while you're also saying you're releasing things, just the action of the water flowing over you and feeling like you were getting clean and looking after yourself can be super beneficial. Um, I meditate every day, but I'm, you know, that's, uh, I think a, a standard one for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Other things that I do on a day-to-day -day basis is, uh, look, I have a lot of reminders in my phone. I've um, been doing a lot of work at the moment on reprogramming my subconscious mind. So um, for those who don't know, your subconscious mind is really 
the it's really where all your thoughts and all of your beliefs lie. Um, your conscious mind is just like this tiny little tip of the iceberg and the subconscious mind is this huge mammoth of an iceberg um, down below. And our subconscious mind is usually kind of programmed um, in our early childhood. So from up to range the age of seven mm -hmm. is usually when we have all the subconscious reprogramming. So, you know, if you have trauma um, in a young age or you had um, some interesting money stories with maybe your family that weren't that um, abundant, there can be a lot of things that can show up around there. Mm -hmm. So one way that we reprogram the subconscious mind is through repetition. So I have multiple alarms that go off on my phone that we set in Manifesty that literally just go off throughout the day. Um, and one of them is uh, I have my classic one, which is I create my own reality, but I have one that says, um, I believe anything I, I, I believe I can manifest anything I desire. And then I ask myself straight after that, there's another reminder that comes up that says, what do I desire? So I'm just like asking myself every single day, like, what is it I desiring? Like, what is it that I want? Mm. Um, I have like, I'm a money magnet, just little, little reminders like that. I think if you're new to manifestation, repetition is so important mm. and working on your subconscious mind. Um, we're actually creating a whole entire library, which I'm so excited about. We've been building out this library within Manifesto of subconscious reprogramming programs. So yeah. it's going to be meditations, affirmation tracks, sleep um, meditations, as well as like walking and moving manifestations. I'm very excited about that. So those are some of my things. I love that. I love that. I love as well how it like goes so deep. I know you sort of mentioned a little bit before about like even like childhood trauma. So it's all about like, it's all about as you go through life, dirt gets stuck on you and and each and every day if you're not conscious that the dirt's getting stuck on you which most people are not conscious about that that mm -hmm. is happening to them then it just builds up and builds up and builds up to the point where you're like oh my life sucks I can't do anything everything I do you know turns to shit or you know fucks up or whatever it is and then it's like then you get to this point whether you get to that point or maybe you you know you actually are somebody who can learn from other people and you're like wait a second they're doing this and I'm on the same trajectory so maybe I should consider how I work yeah exactly yeah. exactly um and then you know you get to this point where you're like okay I, it's kind of time to you've learned all these things and you've picked up all these things whether you've done it intentionally or not intentionally and most of the time we just do it unintentionally this all this stuff just just sticks on us and then you get to this point where you're like okay actually I am in control of what I think and how I feel mm -hmm. and then therefore the actions mm -hmm. that I take. And then I think to have mm -hmm. something like that, that you're offering, I think so everybody should really just snap that up because anything that can allow you to reprogram your mind just allows you to mm -hmm. kind of like open the next chapter and be the next level, the next version of yourself. Like it's so incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to quickly tell this story. You'll, you'll find this so funny, Rochelle. You'll just be like, I feel you. But some people will think I'm actually bonkers. <laughs> On the weekend, I went to um, an event called Mind Matters and it's run by, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, uh, Michael Adamides. No, I don't. No. I would love to check it out. And this sounds like Mind Matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, get me a ticket, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So he's, I'm down. Don't even tell me anything else. <laughs> yeah. He's um he's an inner peace master, and basically, oh, wow. yeah, what we did was he talks a lot about like emotional detoxing, and I'm not joking. Like I'm just gonna skip right right to what actually happened. So I was meant to just be facilitate, well, not facilitating, but just assisting and helping uh, helping um, the kids out because it's like the young kids that I was talking about that I young adults, I should say, that I help with like this, like these mindset camps and things like that. So I wasn't actually meant to do it. And then on the second day, because you have a partner, you do the process and then the next day you swap and then you're, the, you're supporting the person who's doing the process. Um, anyway, on the second day, Michael said to me, he's like, why don't you jump in and you do, you do the process? And I said, are you sure? He's like, yeah, 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 that's fine. And, and another um, guy, uh, Byron, happened to, well, I don't know, maybe people know Byron, Byron Dempsey, legend. Um, Byron actually was supporting me and he didn't come the first day, but he came the second day. Anyway, so he was able to, to help me and support me. And I'm not exaggerating when I say all it was, was all of us breathing in the process. We were just breathing and that's it. And Michael is just this like seriously like spiritual guru this guy is next level and he 
mm-hmm. energetically was able to facilitate this like emotional detox reaction in everybody that was participating. It was wow. next level. I was like dry reaching and my body was shaking so hard. And this sounds like t- torture to everybody else, but I was able to really like just shift so much body memory of like stored trauma mm-hmm. and stored emotion. Yep. And it was really amazing for me because normally I'm someone so in my head and I just tried my very best not to label it. I was like, don't label it, just get it out, just get it out. And I think this whole like idea of like emotional release um, is so important mm-hmm. as well to like just feel our feelings yeah. and just let like let it out and just be transparent and vulnerable and just just go for it. Because the mind, the mind side of things is definitely one side of things. But like you're saying, like you're you, you know, you're looking at your body in a new perspective. And I think like this weekend that just passed, like gave me a really like interesting perspective on my own body. I was like, wow, I wonder how much stuff I'm yeah. holding, you know, it, you know, and, and I'm, I'm aware of it in my mind. Um, but to actually have the experience to just like get it out of my body, it was just so incredible. And, and, you know, I just, yeah. So when it, that's so interesting. Cause like for manifestation specifically, what you're talking about, what's really interesting is your nervous system. If your nervous system mm. is overloaded and jacked, this is why I'm talking about this slow living that I'm going through right now. If your nervous system is overloaded and jacked, you're not actually going to be able to hold the energy of your manifestations. Because if you are manifesting something, say for example, you're manifesting money, right? A lot of people uh, get into manifestation because they want more abundance in their life. If you're manifesting money, but then you have all these fears around money and all these triggers around money and this trauma around money that you're holding onto that you haven't released, manifesting more money and getting more money actually won't make you feel safe. Mm. right and when we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs what is the first thing what is the thing that you're always looking for as a human being you are looking for safety Safety. and security so even if you consciously in your mind you're like I really want money I really want to make more money I want to manifest more money I want to be more abundant I want to be rich but then you have all these subconscious beliefs that you know money is dirty um being rich is going to get you in trouble being rich is going to make you pay more taxes and the Mm. tax man is evil and this and that your subconscious will actually stop you from manifesting that abundance because your subconscious just wants to be safe. That's the inner part of you. So what you're doing there, this is so amazing. Doing stuff like this, like breath work, going through and doing a program like what you did, like actually allowing yourself to release that stored trauma Mm. and that just that stickiness and that dirt, like you said, the analogy queen, I love it. You need to come into my business for a day and I need to I need to extract all the analogies from you because these are great. If they just come to me. It's beautiful. It's it's such a skill. It's amazing. Um, But that's, it's so important to do that work as well. um, And finding stuff that allows you to do that. So for me, for example, one thing I have done for the last few years, that has been really healing. um, That's a very slow way of releasing trauma um, is yin yoga. Um, It's actually what got me into yoga. So it's slow, restorative yoga and I do a lot of hip openers and I can't tell you (laughs) opening my hips opening my glutes I will sit in these hip openers and I'll I'll just start crying like I'm I've been having a good day (laughs) the sun is shining (laughs) there's a dog next to me like I'm just I'm I'm good but then this inner bitch inside me is like not not today (laughs) and i'm feeling something surprise all of a sudden i'm i'm back in some bullshit conversation my house like girl why are you holding on to this in this in this position for and i'll just sit there and i'll just cry it all out and i think slowing down and like practices like meditation and stuff sometimes we we go so fast that we don't realize that we've hurt ourselves and that we've put yeah. a band-aid on it and that band-aid's got infected and then we've just left it and it's just there festering that was my that was my attempt of analogy i like it <laughs> i'm so visual i could really see what you're saying <laughs> But I think that's the, the the slowing down and and the taking the time to do stuff like that and and not showing your emotions like mm. literally what you said at that event how you were like no I'm not gonna judge it I'm gonna you in that moment to me that is you having compassion for yourself that's you being your own mother and because you are a mother now you probably can really understand like what it is to show up like a mother and you can embody being the mother for yourself because at the end of the day we're all got to learn how to reparent ourselves like no one like I am my own mother these days and growing up I felt like I was very much my own mother as well but you you have to learn how to do that and hold space for yourself and create a safe space for yourself to heal to grow to really just become the best version of you just like you would if you had a kid that's it oh my gosh I love it I'm so full of love right now in this conversation like I, oh. I, I really you know I hope people that 
are feeling, you know, lonely and, you know, Mm. scared and, you know, maybe unworthy as well. I really hope that if nothing else, you can imagine that you've cloned yourself and you've got an invisible friend and that invisible friend is you, you talking to you mm. and just like coach you through like whatever is going on for you. If, if you don't have anybody that you can talk to who you feel will give you either advice you can listen to because sometimes we go to our parents who are just like, I just can't listen to you. <laughs> You're just saying all the things I should be doing yeah. but no, I just can't hear it from you. But if you don't have somebody like that, just like ima- use your imagination because a lot of this like stuff that we're talking about, Rochelle, like it's just it's your imagination. It's your ability to imagine, mm. you know, like you're talking about intention. Intention is so powerful. But like if you can't even imagine what it is that you want, you, mm. you, you know, you, you can't really do a great job of manifesting because you, you don't even have that idea of what it might look like, feel mm. like, smell like, you know. So... Mm. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I really encourage anyone to just yeah use your imagination, get creative because the only person that really matters in all of this is you. Because what we're trying to say is like it's all about how you feel, what turns you on, and you, you have on. to be yeah yeah, and you have to just turn down that mental noise to be able to feel it mm-hmm. from your heart, and that I think is the yeah the really key takeaway message. Now before we go, Rochelle, yeah. I have one question because we have spent this yes. beautiful amount of time really delving into, you know, just, I think this really healthy, how to create this healthy mindset. And I love it. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Um, and I want to know as well, and maybe let's choose a physical one if we can, because I feel like you've sort of answered this question in a more emotional sense. And the answer is more kind of gratitude practices, but what has, what health hack has been a game changer for you? in a physical sense, cool. if you could give me one, because like I said, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I would, I would think that you're um, like in an emotional sense would probably be gratitude mm-hmm. by the sounds of it. Yeah. 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 Physical sense. There's two things that I've been doing lately that I have really found a lot of love and light in. Um, one is shaking. And when I say shaking, I mean, just like allowing yourself to shake things out and to, to, to shake your body physically. Mm. So whether that's, you know, I do that with dance as well. I literally just like to put on one of my favorite songs. Um, oh, I have so many favorite songs, but I'll put on a, a song that I love, usually like Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody or um, Don't Stop Me Now. And I'll, you know, just there. And I'll, I'll literally just allow myself to start shaking and dancing. Um, I find that I can hold a lot of nervous energy and a lot of anxiety just in my body. And it's a kind of like a physical thing. So I need to just exhaust myself and allow mm. that to come out. So mm. shaking has been really good. And lately, I'm a Pilates girl. I never thought I would be a Pilates <laughs> person, but I... I am loving Pilates and slow intentional movements and feeling, feeling muscles in my butt that I was, I'm like, where, where, where have you been my whole life? Like, have you, have you even been used? Like, did, did you exist before this workout? Because I, I swear to God that there is pain in places, in specific spots, in nodules. And I'm like, did you just like materialize during this workout? Or if I just never used you, <laughs> that has been for me very healing. Um, there's something about the Pilates burn that I'm here for. I feel a little bit like, I, I feel like I'm becoming one of those people. And there are so many people that I've watched over the years, like literally this Sarah, Sarah is such a great example. Yeah. Um, I, for years I've commented on Sarah's, you know, talk about Sarah's day, by the way. Yeah. Um, I've commented on Sarah's Instagram post being like, girl, you are superwoman. Like, <laughs> you, you jump in like a, like a jumping jack <laughs> and like the way she does those burpees. And I just can't, I, hard can't relate my body not yeah. doing it but pilates <laughs> yeah uh, and she's done pilates for years but i've just never gotten into it and yeah I've, I've just served a whole new burn a whole new booty a whole new muscle group that is now hurting as i speak I'm, like sit on this wicker chair right now there are places <laughs> in my butt that i didn't know exist that have come alive since yesterday's workouts so that would be my my second one pilates and shaking the shaking I, I is more it. of like a a bit more of an emotional thing but it it can be really especially if you're anxious I would always Mm. say to anyone if you're feeling a lot of anxiety um and you're feeling it in your body just shake like there is a reason why tribes and you go back there's a reason why we dance there's a reason why we shake there's a reason why people move and sometimes when we're just sitting sedentary on our you know laptops all day there's 
you know, there's so much inside of you that needs to get out. So, so yeah. interesting that you said that actually, because most of the time people who um, experience anxiety, like people tell them, just be still, just be still, stop moving, just relax. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you actually mm-hmm. just embrace that, shake it out, shake it out, then maybe, then maybe you mm-hmm. might get to a point where you feel like be- being still would be okay for you. Like, not that it's right or wrong. Oh, yeah. You don't necessarily have to be still. Sometimes that, you know, you know we know that stillness when you can calm your mind and you can calm your body and you can be in stillness, that can be next level. But for somebody who's experiencing mm. anxiety, like you can't just tell them to, to be still necessarily. Like some people just oh. go, just embrace it, shake it out. Yeah. Literally the best thing I say whenever someone is new to meditation and I get, the, I have, I have, a, I have a, a box of excuses with meditation. That people, <laughs> uh, so no one's probably ever said this to you, but I, I think too much. I just can't meditate. doesn't work for me. I don't know how to shut up my mind. I'm like, yes, you and every other person who's ever tried to meditate before. Like this is not special. This is everyone thinks this, but I always say to them just shake do shake for a whole entire song go there move your hands move your your hips just shake it out because a lot of the time when we just try and sit in stillness it's like we've been so jacked up from coffee and stimulants and pre-workouts mm. and all of these things that we've been pumping in our body to keep us mentally awake but you've pumped your body with so much but you haven't actually run you haven't actually exhausted yourself you haven't actually got that adrenaline out so then you go and try and sit in a meditation and of course your brain's like bitch this is hard we want to go run a marathon we <laughs> We don't want to sit down. We've got so much to do. So you, you have to you know, get that out of your body. And that's why yoga specifically was generally a practice before meditation because mm-hmm. yoga was really just doing these asanas to really allow yourself to be ready to sit for the meditation. So there's a reason right. why there was movement before meditation. So a lot of the time people just go to sit in a meditation. Yeah, you're going to have that body resistant, all those itches. You know, people get itches. It's like your body's like, no, I don't, I don't want to sit. I don't want to be still. So don't be still beforehand, be a crazy shaking person and then sit down in your meditation and see how you feel and put on a song that makes you feel good. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I I love when my guests can give so many actual practical tips because there are that many different types of people. I know that, that are really looking for answers on how to achieve a healthy mind and body. And I just can't recommend, you know, meditation, manifestation, visualization, journaling enough. Like, And if you need any help with any of that, you know, I really think, you know, reach out to Rochelle. You're on, you're on Rochelle Fox. You're on at Mindspell. I think Fox is going wild in the background there. I don't know if anyone can hear him. I can hear Foxy in the background. I love that child. He is so full of life. He can yell all he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he reminds me so much of Billy. He's hilarious. Um, But but if anybody. Yeah, you can find me on all those. Yeah, yeah. So if they want yeah, to find TikTok you, as well. okay, amazing, amazing. So do you want to give us a, just a rundown of where people can find you, just because that might have been <laughs> might have been lost. You know? <laughs> if you want to find me and connect with me, the best way to do it is Rochelle underscore Fox. You can get me on the Instagram. I love TikTok as well. I do a lot of videos and stuff over there, as you can probably tell from this episode. I love talking. Uh, my company uh, that is the meditation school is called At Mindspo. We're always posting inspirational, personal development-y kind of stuff in there. So if you're interested in that. And then Manifesty app. You can find that in the app store. Literally search Manifesty. Um, and we're there and we're on Instagram. And yeah, that will be just your place to create your own vision board, get clear on your intentions and just start creating your own reality with clarity. I love it. Thank you so much, Rochelle. And guys, if you have any questions on any part of anything, or you just want to comment on how awesome and how much you loved this amazing episode with Rochelle, make sure you jump into the Facebook group, look for What a Mouthful, and let's talk about it. Thank you so much, Rochelle. I can't even tell you how appreciative I am. Thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation. So good. (laughs) All right. Amazing. All right. See you guys next week. If anything in this episode sparked a question for you, please reach out to me on Instagram at dzabara. You're a legend and legends leave five-star reviews. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Catch you next time on What a Mouthful.